Hello and welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino and I'm your host and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. Um, I am obviously a, as a podcaster, I started my podcast a little uh, three years ago, almost uh, three years. It'll be three years in, in July and uh, it was an adventure. My focus was uh, certainly a conservative uh, podcast with conservative topics, but pro-life is a very, very strong and important part of my show. Uh, so um, I found a young, new podcaster. My guest today is uh, Grace Finan, and uh, she started a podcast. It's a pro-life podcast, and I asked her to come on to talk about her show. So Grace, thanks for joining me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Okay. So Grace, hey, uh, so tell me, this is really cool stuff because I, as I said, you know, just a second ago, I, I started a podcast and I had to go uh, go search and say, how the heck do you start a podcast? What do you do? How does it work? Tell me about your journey and first and foremost, deciding to do a podcast and then how you went about getting there. Yeah. So I, let's see, I started pro-life activism as a sophomore in high school. Um, so I, I joined like some students for life stuff and I joined my school's pro-life club and I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and I wanted to start talking more about politics and about especially the pro-life issue. Um, and so I would randomly just go live on Instagram and any of my followers know that it was like the most disorganized thing ever. Like I would just go live and people would join and we would just like have a little dialogue about abortion or about, you know, whatever political stuff was going on at the time. Um, and it was just really like unprofessional and it never really went anywhere. And I was like, I would like to have a more, I guess, formatted way to do this. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, what if I started a podcast and I start like Googling, like you said, I started looking up like, how do I do this? How the heck do I do this? Um, and yeah, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start a podcast. And so I did. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I, like I said, I I know the process because it's it's like okay, what do I do? I've made mistakes as far as what I needed and how to go about it, and in the production and everything like that. And it took a, it mine started at the very beginning of COVID, so we had a lot of downtime, uh, and that's kind of how I filled that downtime a little bit. And now it's gone three years strong, and it's been a ton of fun. Uh, so tell me about what you know. Have you had any interesting sort of discussions? Do you interview people? Do you uh, do you just, you know, talk about various topics, have people call in? What, what's the format? Um, so I usually try to find someone to interview. Um, so I've interviewed um, birth moms who've placed their baby for adoption. Um, I interviewed, let's see, I interviewed someone recently who um, survived China's one child policy, which that was very interesting. I learned a lot from that one. Um, so yeah, I, I look for people to interview and I often will even um, just like put out on my Instagram, like if anyone wants to be on a podcast, let me know. Because yeah. um, it's hard to find people sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'll interview. Good, good. So in, in, a, in a, it is called Eye to Eye Podcast, right? If, yes. if that's how you would search on all the different podcast apps that are out there, uh, Spotify, yeah. Apple, and the like. Um so, so please check it out. So if you're listening, you know, go ahead and check out, uh, you know, search eye to eye and you'll find grace on there and, uh, some really good stuff, some good interviews. 
So I want to ask you about your background even before that. So you said that you got involved in the pro-life movement when you were in high school, which, mm -hmm. which I just absolutely love that because, you know, that's a time where it's very difficult to get involved in, in an issue like that. There's, there's bound to be controversy, you know, you're going against the grain. Uh, what did you experience at that point? And let's just, let's start with high school. What did you experience? Did you get a lot of people that were like, Hey, I'm with you. Did you get pushback? What was it like? Um, I got a lot of pushback at the beginning. I was in a public high school and I actually transferred to a Catholic high school which is where the pro-life club was. And so I was able to join them and I didn't get much pushback from my school, but when I kind of converted my Instagram into like a political, like, okay, I'm going to talk about abortion on here. Um, people were very, very upset. Like I got, I think I lost a hundred followers in like a day. Um, and I had a lot of comments like, Oh, I'm so sick of you going against women's rights. You know, this is disgusting. You're alone in this. Um, and of course, we you know, that's not true. I'm not alone in, in, you know, having pro-life and traditional conservative values, but, um, yeah, I, I lost a lot of followers. I lost a couple close friends and it was hard at first. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's, it's tough as for anyone, especially if you're in high school, you know, you're young and, uh, that's a tough thing, a uh, tough thing to do. And then, so you, um, you know, just curious as far as any pushback from the Catholic school. Um, not administration. I would say a few students had an issue with it, but it was nothing too vocal. It was nothing that scared me. Um, but it was definitely not everyone at the Catholic school was, you know, pro-life. So, yeah, no, that's why I asked because I, I'm, I'm Catholic as well, and and by no stretch of the imagination are all Catholics pro-life, and some are even very, very pro-abortion. And it's really sad, you know, when you see. I mean, our president is, yeah. is supposedly Catholic. I mean, he's. Let's be honest. I mean, you can't, you can't even call yourself a Christian if you believe in murder. I, I don't know right. where anyone could could you know, say, Hey, well, you know, none of us would say I'm Catholic, but I am pro rape, right? None of us would be like, Oh, you're a, you're right. a good guy. You know, that's absurd. So, um, what are you, so you had mentioned, uh, people had knocked you for saying, Oh, how could you go against women's rights? What are some of the arguments that you have seen, um, thrown at you by, by other young people? It's a lot of your going against women's rights. Um, it's a lot of, Oh, a fetus isn't alive. Um, a lot of misunderstanding about what we believe in terms of like adoption, um, things like that. People are very confused on like, and, and I've gotten people even who, um, see that I'm Catholic and they're like, oh, you hate women and you hate gay people and you just hate everybody. And so I yeah. just can't associate with you. Um, and so people are very confused on like what, you know, a traditional Catholic believes um, and they're very confused on what a pro-life person believes. And I mean, really those things should be synonymous, a traditional Catholic person and a pro-life person. But unfortunately, like you said, we're in society today where it's not always like that. Um, we have lots of people claiming to be Catholic that are obviously not, but, um, yeah. 
Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's a tougher issue in regards to how people vote because um, a lot of people will, will say, you know, for example, priests or, or ministers and, and other Christian denominations, they don't want to get involved in politics. And I, and I don't mind if they, you know, I don't care if they specifically support, you know, publicly support or, or are against a particular candidate or something like that. Fine. But we've gotten to the point where if you are a Christian of any, as I said, of any type, you cannot vote for the Democrat Party. I, I don't no, know yeah. how you can anymore. I mean, maybe years, you know, decades ago when abortion wasn't an issue and gay marriage and all the transgender stuff. I don't know how you can be in good conscience and vote Democrat. Do you? I mean, is there any way? I mean, there's very few pro-life Democrat candidates and even they won't always support, you know, with, like you said, the transgender issue, the gay marriage issue. Um, They won't always support the Catholic or Christian um, beliefs. So it's, it's really hard. I mean, like you said, I don't really need, you know, priests or ministers or, you know, leaders in the faith to come out and be like, yeah, let's all vote Trump. Like, I don't need you to be, you know, Mr. Political, but, you know, I do think it's so important that from the pulpit, we are preaching pro-life and traditional values because that's what's in the Bible. That's what Jesus taught. That's, you know, and so it's, it's kind of ridiculous that a lot of churches are silent about issues such as abortion. Um, because if we all as a Christian community, even across denominations, were mobilizing against it, I mean, we we would save so many lives and change so many minds. Oh, without without question. Without question. Just to, even in within Catholics, if they voted um, according to the Catholic belief, forget party, you just said, okay, does this candidate or this candidate or this party or that party adhere to the Catholic principles, Christian principles? Uh, no Democrat would ever get elected, ever, almost anywhere. You know, maybe in, maybe at, uh, you know, city council in Cleveland or something like that, but, but they just wouldn't anywhere. Uh, and that's really sad. And that's on, you know, that's on us, I guess, in a way. Uh, okay. So, since you've you've gotten politically involved with um, with the issue of abortion, you've taken a stand, you've lost friends. Um, have you come to, or have you even before at the same time as you you took on this issue? Have you come to become passionate about any other political issues outside of abortion? Um, yeah. So abortion's the main one, um, and it's something I've always been passionate about, but. I would say um, the transgender issue I've done a lot of research on and I've learned a lot recently. Um, and I'm, I, I don't even have an issue with trans people. I just have an issue with it being pushed on kids. Mm-hmm. I have a really big issue with that. I want kids to be able to stay innocent. And I mean, I had a pretty normal childhood. I don't want any kid to have to go through, you know, transitional surgery or anything like that, you know? And so I have definitely become very passionate about um, protecting the innocence of children and keeping, you know, family-friendly drag shows. There's no such thing, you know, that kind of thing. Like just keeping that away from, from young children. Yeah. And it's becoming an increasingly huge problem because it's being, even in spite of the fact that everyone knows this stuff is going on, it's every single day I hear about another teacher or another school yeah. district 
that is, you know, doing drag queen story hour or reading, you know, a book about, you know, transgender to kindergartners. And I'm thinking to myself, you'd think that they would have at least say, okay, we probably shouldn't do this because we're going to get in trouble. Um, do, do you think these people are true believers because they look at it just as we were talking about women's rights? They look at abortion as, well, it's a woman's right. It's a woman's health care issue. Do they? Do you think that they really believe that transgenderism and sex changes and giving hormone blockers to children and reading uh, sexually explicit books to kids, do they, you think that they think that is good and noble? Or what else is behind it? I think there are some people that might have good intentions. I don't think every person on the left or every person with this trans ideology is, you know, a horrible person. I absolutely don't. But, um, but I don't know. I mean, at a certain point, like, use your common sense, man. Like, how, how, how young are we going to push this? You know, putting, having kindergartners write their pronouns on, you know, their schoolwork like how I don't know it just doesn't it doesn't make sense at a certain point um so I do think there are some people that genuinely you know do believe that this is good and this is what is right but I think a lot of it is just honestly like Satan just kind of entering the world through this through this passageway that he's found recently um and it's scary so you you stole my thunder because I absolutely believe that it's diabolical and yeah and it is really, it's really, really sad. And I, I've, I've had this discussion on my show before with, you know, my own comments or talking to other people is I, I said, well, if Satan wasn't involved in all this, well, then what would he be doing differently than this? Right. Than, than what's going on right now? I mean, I mean, if you were to say, hey, Satan, what do you want to happen or to go on to humans? <laughs> you know, well, let's, mess up marriage and let's mess up kids and let's make it so that male and female is there's confusion and he would he would want abortion right i mean yeah. so i don't really know what else to say about these people and this is me speaking and you could agree or disagree but you know it is it is just pure evil whether they know it or realize it or not yeah um, i think that there are people that are maybe ignorant of the issues and maybe think that they're, like you said, there's a lot of misunderstanding about certain things. Maybe they just don't know. Fine. But I think the majority of people, especially people in leadership positions within oh, yeah. political parties or in, uh, you know, at Planned Parenthood, whatever, they know. Yeah. They know what's going on. Um, okay. So, so your parents, your parents did a great job. So we got to give them a little props here. So tell me about your, your upbringing, your family, you know, about where you live and, um, you know, as much as you're willing to share, you don't have to disclose everyone's name and social security number, but, you know, <laughs> just, just what you can share about your family. Cause as I said, I, you know, I'm amazed when I interview young people like yourself and I have interviewed many and I think, man, I would never have done that stuff when I was their age. And here you are and others doing amazing things. So tell me about your family. Yeah, I mean, they were a Catholic family and I was raised Catholic. Um, I am originally from Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, not the most, you know, right leaning area, but mm -hmm. um, uh, I moved to Northern Virginia when I was 12. So that's where I currently live. Um, and 
yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we're we're a Catholic family, and for the most part, we have conservative values. Um, I definitely have family that's like more distant relatives that are not mm-hmm. um, in agreement with me, and I think it's funny because when they come visit, I get real quiet because <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, I don't know, I don't want to like cause issues within the family. Um, but of course, outside of the family, I'll like. I'm like, I don't care if this friendship is ruined. Like, I'm going to speak the truth or whatever. But, um, yeah, it, and abortion, as soon as I learned about it, it was something that I was so passionate about. Um, and I just had this very clear sense of, like, this is wrong. We shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when I was, I think I learned about it when I was, like, 10. I probably didn't imagine myself going on to, like, wanting to be a pro-life activist full time. But now that's where I'm at and my family supports me in that, which is really awesome. Great. Now, do you have siblings? Yeah, I have two younger brothers. Two, so you're the oldest of, of uh, two two younger boys. Okay. And what yeah. do they think of it? Have they wanted to be interviewed by you? Have, is, have they asked to be on your show? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They, they support me, but I think they get worried about my safety mm-hmm. um, a little bit. And so they they definitely support what I'm doing, but they're like, okay, you know, we're going to take a step back and let her kind of do her thing and, you know, pray for her safety because it is, it is scary. Um, especially being in an area that's mostly left wing. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're definitely brave. Well, you're being a good example to them. I, I don't know. You don't have to share how old they are. They're obviously younger than you and you're fairly young. Uh, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, they're, they're seeing you as a great example and um, that's why I mentioned your parents. They obviously have done a great job because you don't become the type of leader that you are um, without good parenting. And that is that's just a reality. So good. Uh, good for you, mom and dad. <laughs> you guys have done great. And Grace Finan, uh, really great stuff. Please check out Eye to Eye podcast um, on any different podcast app and check out her show. Really, you got to listen, give her Thumbs up, five-star rating, make a comment, and share it with your friends and family, um, as I hope you will also do with mine. So, uh, Grace, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Great conversation, uh, great stuff, uh, really inspirational. Keep up the great work, Grace, and uh, thank you for coming on, and thank all of you for listening to this episode of Fides Podcast. Please check out all my podcasts and all the different podcast apps on Rumble on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on WhiteAmericanMedia.com and on WHKRadio.com as well. So thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Save your voice, I speak for